Diablo. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Rap Diablo. Macho when I drop flows. Bar gets raised up. It's me and Petey Pablo. Colder than Gaspacho. Colder than the mono. Rapping head honcho. Rocking shows like I was Bono. I go. Play a couple keys on the piano. The industry a lie. All the promises were hollow. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And if you would do me a favor, please like, subscribe, comment, share the YouTube channel. I'm trying to reach a thousand subscribers, so anything will help. But here's where we'll start. A game doesn't always have to be high scoring to be a good game. Sometimes you can have great defensive battles and now... I understand when you look at some NFL games and you see a score that's like 10 to 3, it's just like, geez. But there are times when there are really good games that don't really particularly have a high score for those games. And then I bring it brings me to Thursday Night Football. So Thursday Night Football happened. The Green Bay Packers handed the Cardinals their first loss of the season uh, with a score of 24 to 21. Now, this was an ugly game on every sense of the word um you had you had all the pretty much all the top receivers from Devontae Adams uh Lazard and Valdez Scantling they were all out for the Packers and for the Cardinals you know DeAndre Hopkins was dealing with a hamstring injury and he was out of the lineup uh majority of the game even though he did have a really big play the first first quarter he was out majority of the game uh Recent news, J.J. Watt's out for the season with pretty much a, a, a torn arm, pretty much. It was uh, – there were there were players getting injured left and right. Robert Tanyan, I hope that he's he gets better. Robert Tanyan went out. Uh, there was a player that went out for the – a defensive player – or no, a, a special teams player that went out for both the Packers and the Arizona Cardinals. So it was a, it was a sloppy game. But – it wasn't sloppy because the teams aren't good. I mean, Aaron Rodgers probably had hit one of his worst throwing days since game uh since game 1. He threw 22 to 27 or 22 to 37 for 184 yards with two touchdowns. Kyler Murray 22 for 33, uh 274 yards, but he had no uh touchdowns, two interceptions. It was an it was a sloppy game, but Here's the reason why I thought it was a really good game. Cause this was a tall tale. This was this this was a tall tale. This was a, a a defining game for both teams. And what do you mean by that? Now I understand it's 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 the start of week eight. So I'm not saying that these are gonna shape these teams, but what I'm saying is we're we're pretty much in the middle of the season. And you're starting to you're starting to understand who your team is, who your team's gonna be. This that's why I'm so high on the Cardinals. A little later in the show, we're going to I'm going to do my top ten team or NFL team so far, and just a spoiler: the Cardinals are going to be on the list. Let's let me let me start with let me start with the Cardinals. Like I said, JJ Watt, while who he wasn't having the 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 most standout breakish or stand you know breakout season for the Cardinals, he was important for leadership and he made big plays when he needed to. So. The fact that he will not be here for the rest of the season, I wanted to see how the Cardinals were going to respond. 
Also, DeAndre Hopkins has been dealing with a hamstring injury pretty much the entire week. And both of these teams are coming off a, a, a you know, it's Thursday night football, so it's a late, it's an early week. The Cardinals are were going into the game, the Cardinals were 7-0. And, you know, Kyler Murray was playing at all-time high. He was he's, in my opinion, the the front runner for MVP at this point. Um I don't Thursday may change or Thursday night game may have changed a little bit, but Kyler Murray has, has, has had an incredible season. And when I say that this game is a defining game for both the Packers and the the Car- the Cardinals, let me put aside what AJ Green did. I think that that, you know, at the end of the game, they, you know, the the Packers gave them a shot to win and all AJ Green really did have to all AJ Green had to do was turn around and catch the ball, but he didn't. Uh, I think, you know, we all have blunders. We all mess up. I did think that that cost him the game, but I didn't think that that was the whole reason why. I mean, Kyler Murray didn't have his best game. Like I said, he had he he, he didn't have a passing touchdown, but he had two interceptions. So I'm not saying that it's just A.J. Green. I do think that that was a pivotal play. And because A.J. Green didn't turn around in the end zone, it was picked to, to seal the game. But this is why I say it's a defining game for the Cardinals. Now you now you want to see how they move going forward. I mean, the team is used to at least this season. The team is used to winning. They are seven and zero, and some teams once they get their first sense of, uh, you know, once they get their first taste of a loss or once they get their first taste of adversity, some teams fold. Some, I mean, now it's a different circumstance. But let but look at the look at the uh, Carol, uh, Carolina Panthers. Look at the. Look at the Broncos. Now again, two, three, all three from Cardinals, Broncos, and and Carolina, three completely different teams. So I'm not putting the Cardinals in that box. But what I'm saying is both the the Broncos and the Panthers were three and zero. They sit here today, they've lost four straight. And while I don't predict that for the Cardinals, I do want to see how they bounce back. Uh Kyler Murray didn't have his best game. James Conner had a really good game, but I want to see how somebody that I think is the leading front runner for the MVP, I want to see how he bounced back. I want to see how this team bounced back. This is their first quote-unquote test of adversity. Now, some people want to say, well, this is the first time they played a good team. That is not the case at all. Like, that's that's nowhere close to true. Um because I mean, let's let's look at their let's look at their games. They played. The reason why I think that is not, they played the Tennessee Titans, they played the Rams, they played the 49ers, they played the the Cleveland Browns. So no, this isn't their first test of adversity because all the teams are good teams. I just I want to see how they move forward. You know, I want to see. How the t- team responds now. I know they have they have a favorable matchup. Well, I'm not gonna say favorable, but the next game is the San Francisco 49ers, and they're going through a lot right now. So, yeah, man, I I, I think that this 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 game was important. You know, you now unless you just go undefeated. Let me let me let me let me kind of make a comparison. If you're going to go undefeated, right, which has not been done since the Dolphins in like the 70s. If you're going to go undefeated, then then go undefeated. 
You know, if you're going to go undefeated, go undefeated, do what you got to do, take on, take it home. You know what I mean? Every that's, that's everyone's goal is to win every game, of course. But if you're going to go undefeated, go undefeated. If you're going to lose a game, it's good that you either lose in the beginning of the season. Like, look at the Packers. They lost week one, and they've been on, they've run seven straight. You want to lose in the middle of the season. But you do not want to lose really towards the end or in the playoffs, of course. And this is where I want to compare. I want to compare the Cardinals to the 2015 um, Carolina Panthers. That Panthers team was wiping out everybody. You know, Cam Newton was the MVP. Uh, their defense was incredible with Luke Keekley and 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 Davis. Uh Greg Greg Olson was was the tight end. That team was incredible. That team was led by Cam in the defense. It was great. And what you saw from that team is you didn't see much adversity. Now, yeah, they had some close games. They had some games where they had to come back. They had some games that um they had some games where they had, you know, they had to win with a, with a last-second field goal. Uh, and they lost to – they lost towards the end of the season to the Atlanta Falcons, I believe. But it was one of those games where, I mean, if we're going to lose, we're going to lose. That's why I said you do not want to lose towards the end of the season, especially when you're on a roll. Because – and my philosophy is you want to know the type of team that you are. Now, yes, they did make it to the Super Bowl. But I feel that loss, if that loss would have been the beginning of the season or a little bit towards the middle of the season, I think that the team would have been better equipped to deal with that type of loss. You, to me, it's hard losing and then going not now. I think they played a game after and then went straight to the playoffs. And I think they probably would have fared better in the in the in the in the Super Bowl. It's like you want to again back to the Cardinals. You want to see. I want to see how they bounce back from this. I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to fall off a cliff. I do think that they're one of the best teams in the league. Um, I think that you know due to you know getting adjusted, DeAndre Hopkins not being there, even though you know he does have really good receivers like AJ Green, like Kirk. When it's 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 a it's a different feeling having that security blanket, having that number one receiver. That's why if you look, and we'll talk about we'll talk about Green Bay in a second, but Aaron Rodgers looked completely different without Deion. I mean, Devontae Adams. Now, yes, he also didn't have Lazard and and Valdez Scantling, but not having your number one receiver it changes things. Even even if you have a really good run game, even if you hell look at Ryan Tannehill this year. Ryan Tannehill has not looked the best when, you know, AJ, AJ Green or Julio Jones is out. I could both kind of consider them number one receiver. I probably, for the Titans, probably AJ Brown, seeing though he has more of a relationship with Ryan Tannehill. But you they look completely different. Or Ryan Tannehill looks completely different. Any any quarterback will look completely different without their number one option. So with DeAndre Hopkins going in and out the lineup. Uh, on on Thursday, I think that definitely has had a reason why Kyler Murray just kind of looked off. I mean, again, no touchdowns to two interceptions. So let's go on the Green Bay side. And this is why I think that 
This was a big game for Green Bay. As I just stated, Aaron Rodgers, the, the connection that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams have is second to none, pretty much. They have probably one of the best connections in the league. And I say that because anytime you need a big drive, anytime you need a big, a big catch, anytime big play needs to be had, Aaron Rodgers looks and usually passes to Devontae Adams. And it wasn't just, like I said, it wasn't just Devont- Devontae Adams was out with COVID protocol. Val- Valdez Scanling was out. Lazard was out. Um, uh, Zadarius Smith is still out. Uh, Jalen Smith was out. There was a lot of players out. And, of course, we know about the 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 kick kick returner who hopefully he's okay. He got out or he, he got he, – he was out and had to get carted off. So, I hope nothing but a speedy recovery for him. But Green Bay doesn't usually win these games. They don't usually win the the slug it out games. They don't usually win the games where they are they're the underdogs. They are uh, they're badly undermanned. They don't really use this. Is why I said this game. And if you go back, they don't really use they don't really win these slugfest games. Now I'm not calling this definitely a slug slugfest, but this wasn't the high scoring game that that you know Green Bay wants to play with Aaron Rodgers. Or the the finesse pass everywhere game they had you know AJ Dillon was was big in this game, Aaron Jones was big. Now we can talk about the the first the the one yard line um, touchdown that was taken back and and it definitely played a pivotal part at the end of the game, but we don't need to talk about that. This was a big game because this is on this is a t- uh, this is a game where Green Bay should have lost. Green, I mean, you were in Arizona going up against the Cardinals, a an undefeated team. You were badly undermanned. You were underdogs. You should have lost this game. This is and this is one of those games where if you would have lost the game, nobody really would have been upset because you would have understood. Like you could have fallen fallen back on. Well, our whole wide receiver core pretty much was out. I was playing with playing you know the wide receivers that were playing were people that I wasn't really familiar with outside of Randall Cobb um hell Robert Tanyan got hurt and I hope that he comes back uh healthy all the excuses were there and nobody would have been upset except maybe the media pundits Skip Bayless may have something to say Colin Cowherd may have something to say but this is one of those games you were supposed to win and the fact that Aaron Rodgers came clutch at the end. Uh, and, and actually, it wasn't even that. It was the fact that the defense st- st- stepped up. And that's that's one thing that, that hasn't been said pretty much this whole season, is the defense stepped up for, for, for Green Bay, which is another reason why I think this is a big win. You expect Aaron Rodgers to be Aaron Rodgers, and they're at the one-yard line and tried to pass the ball with, at fourth down, and it got batted down. So Aaron Rodgers did not come clutch like he was supposed to. It was the defense that had the late interception, even though I do think a lot of that was because uh, was because what's his name? A.J. Green just didn't turn around. But this was a big game. This was a big game, and the defense came big. Now, now I'm not negating Aaron Rodgers. He had two incredible passes, uh, touchdown passes to Randall Cobb. 
Um, Robert Tanyan had a big play or a couple big plays before he got hurt. Uh, it, it it was a good it was a good it was a good game and a defining game for both games. For the Arizona Cardinals, I want to see how they do move forward. You got your first taste of adversity, first ta- first loss. I'm not gonna say your first taste of adversity because there were a couple games. I think the Tennessee game they were down big and came back and won. But this is the first time you're 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 tasting loss this season. So I want to see how you do move forward. I think this was a big game for Green Bay because they had every excuse in the world to lose this game, and they could have lost and probably should have lost. And they didn't. They, they came big defensively. They made the plays when they needed to make the plays. Um, and even their blunders, you know, even, you know, the touchdown getting called back or or not scoring. They, I think they went to the – there was like two or three times they were in the red zone and got no points out of it. So, which means that the game could have been a lot more comfortable for the Green Bay Packers. So, this was a big game. It was a good game. It was, it was, it was exciting to see. This is one of those Thursday night football games. You know – those games in the middle of the week, the Thursday night football games, they're usually not the best because, I mean, you, you know the games that they think aren't going to be good because they put them on NFL Network. Uh, it was, what, the Rams, the the, the game that um, Russell Wilson hurt his finger. That was, of course, you're going to put the Rams and Seahawks on Thursday night football on Fox. You're going to get the A-team, you know, Buck and, um, and uh, Troy Aikman. And then, of course, this game was really good. So I'm excited to see how they do or what happens with Green Bay and what happens to the Cardinals moving forward. And it was a good game. So the Green Bay Packers beat the Cardinals 24-21, to handing the Cardinals their first loss. So moving forward, like I said, I'm going to give my top 10 teams of the, of the season. We're pretty much halfway towards the season or we're a little over halfway in the season and – you know, I, I, or a little under because game week eight, six, seventeen, we're a tad bit under. We're pretty much, I said, we're pretty much at the halfway point of the season. And I wanted to give my top ten teams. Now, are these going to be the teams? Or I think that these are going to ha- be the teams that we pretty much look out for the rest of the season. Because once you get to week eight, once you get to week nine, you pretty much know who you are. Outside of some teams that, you know, may have a star coming back or may have lost a star due to injury, you pretty much know who you are. And you pretty much know what you're going to be moving forward. So these, and I'm not saying that the the, the list can't change or the order can't change throughout the season, but you pretty much know who you are. So let's start with number 10. Number 10, I have the Cleveland Browns. Now, when you hear it, you'd be like, oh, wow, I mean, top 10, yeah. But no, look, I think Cleveland has underachieved this year. I think they've underachieved drastically. Now, I'm not. this isn't a list to bash people or, or bash teams, but I think t- Cleveland has underachieved. I think that Cleveland, going into the season, everyone knew that. If you really look on paper, they have the best roster. They have the best, the biggest and best name. Well, they have the best names on defense. They 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 undoubtedly have the best offensive line in the league. It and and, and what the the narrative and what we were saying, as I, I guess you can call me, am I a media pundit? I don't know, but what people were saying going into the season, including myself, was this team is going to go as far as Baker Mayfield takes them. This team is good. You had Odell Beckham coming back, even though when he came back and, and now he doesn't look the same. But Jarvis Landry was there. Uh, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, 
they they had they have a team in while yes being top 10 in my opinion is still good but this team should be better than 10 uh you know baker mayfield has had big moments but then he's he's come short in a lot of them now he is hurt right now so you know see what happens when he comes back but even though case keenum looks pretty much just like he looked and it's going to I think a lot of questions and a lot of I'm not going to say questions. A lot of uh, stories are going to come or are going to be made if the and I'll now do my predictions in a minute. But if the Cleveland Browns beat the the Steelers without Baker Mayfield on Sunday, I think they're man, the, 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 the stories are going to run rampant about, you know, should Case Keenum start over Baker Mayfield is Baker Mayfield the future. You know, that's going to happen. You know that's going to happen if a Case Keenum-led uh, Browns beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I will say that they, you know, they, they have been good this year. And they just I just feel they've underachieved. I mean, they're 4-3. and three. This team should not be 4-3. and three. This team is good is too good to be 4-3. and three. But, you know, they, they still have done enough, in my opinion, to, to land on the list. So I have the Cleveland Browns at number 10. At number 9, I have Tennessee. It's hard for me to get out, get out of my head that that Jets lost. That's that's just tough. Their defense, their defense is good. No, it's not. Let me say that. their defense is average. Now there there have been times where their defense has played above asking price, and that was against the Chiefs. Now the Chiefs have been struggling, but they're you know the Tennessee Titans defense has been good. Of course, Derrick Henry is having yet another Derrick Henry season. He has a very good – there's a very good chance that he uh, breaks the rushing record. It <laughs> Ryan Tannehill, while he hasn't had the best season, I think that's because A.J. Brown has been in and out of the lineup and their connection, you know, uh, and as well as Julio Jones. So I think this is a good team. This This is a team that could make noise in the playoffs. It's just – you don't know what they're gonna you're gonna get out of their defense. You do not know what you're gonna get because again, it's hard for me, and it's not just the defense. It's hard for me to look at the Tennessee Titans and not see that loss against the Jets. Now I understand it's any given Sunday, but it's the Jets, the Jets, the same Jets that just had 54 put on their head by Mac Jones, who who by any metrics has had an average year this year as a, as a rookie. So I have the Tennessee Titans at nine. They they have I mean you have the best running back in the league they have all the components to be a better team than number nine it's just you don't know what you're gonna get from them week after week you know what you're gonna get with Frank uh, from Vrabel their 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 uh, Mike Vrabel I'm sorry their coach but you don't know what you're gonna get from the team week after week outside of Derrick Henry you know Derrick Henry's which is funny we were just I was talking uh, I think in the barbershop the other day. Derrick Henry is the only person that if you talk if we just look at fantasy, Derrick Henry is the only person that he'll go into halftime with like three or 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 five fantasy points, <laughs> and then by the end of the game he'll have thirty thirty nine. Like dog, what the hell? Like that's just Derrick Henry. That's the impact that he has. So I have Tennessee at number nine, at number eight, and probably the biggest shock to me this year is the Cincinnati Bengals. Now. I didn't have a doubt that Joe Burrow was going to be good. I know a lot of people were saying, well, you know, LSU and 
and his offensive coordinator and, you know, the people that he had with him as far as he had. I mean, it wasn't just Joe Burrow, even though he was the cap to that incredible season for LSU or he was the glue. But, you know, you had Clyde Edwards, Alaire, you had uh, Justin Jefferson, you had Jamar Chase, you had an incredible defense. A lot of people were saying that they don't know if Joe Joe Burrow, even before that year, he had a horrible season at LSU. So a lot of people didn't know if, you know, Joe Burrow's talents were going to translate into a successful NFL career. And the reason why I have them at eight is because I did not see this coming. I didn't see – I knew that they could be good. I mean, what I saw his rookie year before he got hurt, what I saw from Joe Burrow, I knew they could be good. I knew Joe Burrow was was going to be good in this league. And I also knew Jamar Chase was going to be good in this league, even though he looked horrible, His, you know, and, and the turbulence he had in the offseason and um, preseason with catching the ball. I still knew Jamar Chase. I mean, there's no way that – a player with his attributes, with his talent, could not be good. I knew that. I just didn't think they were going to click this fast. I didn't think that, you know, Cincinnati was going to be this good this fast. I mean, and the thing that has been holding them back, the thing that's all has been holding them back for a while was their defense and their offensive line. Now, while their offensive line still isn't that good, and I still stand by my thing. Now, I will say this. I understand, and, I, and I've said this time and time again, I understand why you would pick a Jamar Chase. You know, you know, you saw the connection that they had in college you, between him and Joe Burrow. Jamar Chase was the, what is the best rookie, was the best rookie um, wide receiver, and, you know, you want, you want the explosive plays. But it's, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's tough. You know, it's tough having, it's tough looking at seeing what you're seeing from Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow and thinking, you know, I still would have took offensive lineman. That's that's pretty much the old grandpa ness. But you can still see Joe Burrow be getting crushed. It's just he, he's he's that good and he just keeps bouncing up. And I don't know how many times that's gonna happen. I I don't wish injury upon in, anybody. Which is why you know Rashawn Slater has had an incredible year for the Chargers. And I would think you know I'm just saying, but. Cincinnati, and another reason why I have them at eight is because their defense. Their defense has usually been their Achilles heel, especially last year. Actually, the last few years, their defense has not been that good. And they're, I mean, especially against like teams like Baltimore, you know, they, they've been, they've been big. Their defense has been big. Their defense has, has shut down some pretty good teams. I mean, you already have a win in your division over the Cleveland Browns, or is it, is it? Yeah, no, the Pittsburgh Steelers. You already have a win in your division over the Ravens. So, I I didn't think that this team was going to be this. I knew they could be they could be good because you know you get a healthy Joe Burrow. T Higgins is still there. Tyler Boyd is still there. Joe Mixon's still there, and of course Jamar Chase. We knew offensively they were going to be good. I just didn't know they were going to be this good defensively, uh, and. I have I have the Cincinnati Bengals at number eight. The reason why I have them low is because, you know, their their offensive line is still a problem, and you know I I, I want to see again I, I want to see what they look like towards the end of the season. 
as far as I'm not saying they're going to fall off a cliff, but can their defense, can this defense still maintain? I think I have no fear unless, which I hope this doesn't happen, but unless Joe Burrow gets hurt, I have no fear that the offense is going to maintain. I mean, when you have some of the, the, the players that they have on the offensive side of the ball, I have no, they're going to be good. It's just what, how, how is, how are the, is the defense going to be able to hold up? And is that offensive line is still not the best, but are they going to be able to be big in big moments? So I have, uh, or bigger moments moving towards the end of the season. So I have Cincinnati at eight. And number seven, I have Dallas. In in all actuality, Dallas can go up. It's just, I think that there are times when Dallas play, Dallas, while, why Dallas and and I, I guess you are your record, but while Dallas is five and one, they can very well be four and three or 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 you know they could be three and four. It's it's just they they played a favorable schedule, and you know they 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 should have lost to the Chargers. They should have lost to there was another team that they, that, that they just played overtime. Um, I'll get it when I come back to me. But putting all that aside, man, Dallas has been a great team. You're five and one. They've been a great team. You know, Dak Prescott, more than like, in my opinion, is kind of running away with the comeback player of the year. Uh, CeeDee Lamb has been really good. Amari Cooper has been good. Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott, who had a bad year last year, He's been really good. It's just, the only thing that's holding Dallas back on is their defense. Their defense is really good. The only thing that's holding Dallas back is Mike McCarthy and his and his his coaching methods. His, I don't know his clock management. I don't know what the hell Mike McCarthy be doing. But Dallas looks like a complete team outside of the co- outside of the head coach. They look like a complete team. Trayvon Diggs could possibly win Defensive Player of the Year with all the interceptions that he has. Man, it. Vander Esch looks good. It, it Demarcus Lawrence while he's injured. Uh, Randy Gregory. It, it's just this team looks good. Micah Parsons looks good. So it, it it's surprising because you know you're not we're not really used to Dallas looking this good, and we're all you know. I guess the 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 joke, the running joke is you know they're gonna fall they're going to collapse with the worst time i mean you hear Stephen a smith say it all the time and we've seen in the last few you know few years they could be close to a championship or they could be close to to being a really good team or and they'll lose some big games which you haven't or they'll lose games that they shouldn't lose or you know the whole des is it a catch thing we haven't seen that this year in fact this year the times that they were usually supposed to lose or the times that you usually would, would be used to them losing, they haven't. Dak Prescott has been a top-five quarterback, maybe top-seven in my opinion. Uh, the defense has been a top defense. The the running games, Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard have been incredible. Uh, Dallas, Dallas can very well make some noise enough towards the end of the season to be a Super Bowl contention. And that <laughs> – that's hard to say, but it's true. So I have I have Dallas at number seven. At number six, I have Baltimore, which is surprising to me. Now I understand people. Again, it was one game. It was uh, when people were talking about wait, they just got destroyed by Cincinnati. There's every every team 
has that game, and I, when I, t- I talked about last episode, every team has that game where they just get destroyed. Last year, the the Bucks got destroyed by the Saints. This year, the Packers got destroyed by the Saints. Uh, the Saints got destroyed. Like every team get, has that game where they just get destroyed. Like, like, and this, I'm not gonna say destroyed as far as the score, but they would just get completely outmatched. Hell, last year. The Chiefs got completely outmatched. Was it, the, it was by the, the Raiders. So it happens. You know, it happens. The reason why I have the Baltimore number six is while it's hard for me to – for two reasons. One, I think Lamar Jackson is a, is, a, is a high candidate for MVP for what he's done with this team. And the fact that the Baltimore Ravens are, what, four and two right now uh, – is big now they are on a bye week but i just think that they you know this team is gritty and this team when when you look when you're dealing with the amount of injuries that they're dealing with from in, in key position you know the running back position now for some teams an, an, inj- an injury to the running back position want to be big but for a team like the ravens that's that built their whole game around running that's huge so when jk dobbins when gus edwards when they go out, it's it's big. Now Devontae Freeman has been good. Uh, Le'Veon Bell has been good. Uh, Latavius Murray has been good. But you know you have a game plan around J.K. and and Gus, and 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 they go out. And then on the defensive side, oh hell, they lost linemen. They they lost Marcus Peters. So the reason why I have them at six though is one they've been incredible I mean the game against the Colts was was big for Lamar Jackson mostly his cousin Lamar Jackson I believe in Mark Lamar Jackson I think that a lot of the the criticism that we've gotten or that Lamar Jackson has received over the years whether it's you know he's not a good passer he can't throw the ball deep uh if a team takes away his running option or his his ability to run uh, how is he going to win passing the ball He's dispelled that. I mean, he has a 400-yard, a 400-plus yard passing game. He has 300-plus yard passing game. Lamar Jackson has dispelled that. The reason why I have them at six, though, and I can't, it's hard for me to put them up higher, is because it's hard, just like it's hard for me to see a lot of things, it's hard for me to forget the fact that this defense has got 500-plus yards put up on them twice this year. Once was against the 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 Colts and Carson Wentz. Another one was again on Sunday against Jamar Chase, uh, Joe Burrow, and the the Cincinnati Bengals. It's hard any team that allows multiple teams to put up five hundred plus yards on you. It's hard for me to put them in the Super Bowl category, but and it it it's like you can't really have it both ways, man. But but both things can be true. Let me say this. Yes, they're dealing with a lot of injuries, both on the defensive side of the ball. There's a lot of players that are playing that probably had no shot to play if everyone was healthy. So I understand that. But then I also understand you can't say, hey, it's a defense. I mean, it's all these injuries fault and then go out and destroy the Chargers or have a big win against the Colts or have a big win against the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, it's it, you can't really have it both ways, but both things can be true. I'm not saying I'm saying you can't have it both ways because people are going to say, hey, you can't say, you know, the Ravens struggle because of all these all this all this injury, but they're beating big teams. 
I would combat by saying, yeah, but do you see what Lamar Jackson's doing? I'm not saying it's all on Lamar Jackson. I think the 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 Chargers win was mostly on that defense. That defense was in, the defense was incredible during the Chargers game. They haven't really been incredible anywhere else, but the Chargers game. Uh, but I do think that you know if they if they get I, I trust Lamar. I trust Lamar. I think Lamar Jackson has been huge in big moments. Pretty much entire he's in, he's improved his entire career. So I have Baltimore at at six. At five I have Green Bay. It's great. I mean, you have Aaron Rodgers. That's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers still is one of uh, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen. He's still a top quarterback in this league. Uh, Devontae Adams is still, you know, that 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 duo is good. Aaron Jones is still good. The defense, while the you know Zendaria Smith being out is huge, their defense has a bend not break mentality. The only thing, the only the, the reason why I have them at five though is. I've seen, you know, it. to me, they're a little too reliant still on Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. While, and that's no offense to Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones still does his thing, but you see, you see on Thursday Night Football, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers' connection, while he's still a, an incredible quarterback, his connection with a lot of the other receivers is not as good as you would hope it to, or hell... Amari Rodgers, <laughs> it's not funny, but they, uh, who is it? Fox is wrong for this. Amari Rodgers, he had a play where he should have, like, instead of going up, he should have went out to the flats. Aaron Rodgers, you know, and he missed a big play. And there was another receiver that had a, what they were driving, and they were, they had all the momentum, and he missed, like, a first down play. First down, like, it went right through his hands, or he dropped it. And that just changed the whole momentum. What Fox did. Let's go back to the Amari Rodgers play. Amari Rodgers, that pretty much would have solidified, you know, that drive. It was a big drive. He missed it. Yo, he, I don't think he played the rest of the game. This was like in the early to middle of the third quarter. I don't think he played, Amari Rodgers played the rest of the game. And Fox kept putting him on on the camera. I'm like, hey, why y'all doing this? But I just... And it, I just think that they're a little too reliant on the Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams connection. Also, I don't know if their defense will be able to, I mean, will be able to hold up as far as in big moments. Now, they did against the Cardinals, but I do think a lot of that was because A.J. Green didn't turn around. I think if A.J. Green turned around, the narrative from or the, the whole conversation around Thursday night football would have com- been completely different. You know, the 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 Green Bay Packers would have lost. Uh, that would have been their second loss of the year. And the Cardinals would have been 8-0. That A.J. didn't turn around. Uh, Kyler had two interceptions. Bada bing, bada boom. So, I just think, I mean, I think that their, their team is going to make some noise and they're going to have something to say about who goes to the playoff. I mean, who goes to the Super Bowl. But... <sighs> It's still Aaron Rodgers. It's still Devontae Adams. It's still Aaron Jones. Matt LaFleur has been good. Um, so I have Green Bay at number five. Number four, I have L.A. Rams. Matthew Stafford has been incredible this year. Matthew Stafford could be MVP in the MVP discussion. He's been good. The, the, the problem with the Rams is their defense has not been good. Like I'm not going to say at all, but their defense has not been good. Aaron, Aaron Donald has been good. 
Jalen Ramsey has been good. The rest of the defense has not really been good. Now, there's I mean, the Rams are still what? They're still six and one. A lot of that is because, you know, Matthew Stafford has been great. Cooper Cup has been incredible. There that that offense has been good. You know, Sean McVay, that offense has been really good. And you're starting to see, and, and the trade is just that much bigger, how different this Rams team looks, which didn't have a, a lot of changes outside of the quarterback position, how different it looks with Matthew Stafford at the controls and compared to Jared Goff. And then you're seeing what the, what's happening with the Lions. While it's not all Jared Goff, Jared Goff is a big reason why the Lions have not won a game this year. So... The Rams, I mean, that's that's why a lot of people had them top of the NFC West. That's why a lot of people had them in the Super Bowl. They looked good. Now, I think the reason why I have them at four is because that defense is not good, man. It, again, it's it's they they've been better over the past few few weeks. I will give them that. Their defense has improved over the last few weeks, but you know, outside of Aaron, if this team outside of Aaron Donald and Jalen Jalen Ramsey. They haven't really been good. They they give up a lot of points in the air when they're not when Jalen Ramsey's not the target. They it's it's of course you're still triple teaming uh Aaron Aaron Donald, which I think is insane. But that's just that's what he commands. So it, it it's it's hard for me to to put them above four, even though it's still high, but it's hard for me to put them above four. Because of how bad, and I mean bad, their defense has looked. Again, it's, it's gotten better over the weeks, but outside of Donald and, and Ramsey, they their defense has not looked good. But their offense has looked great. Now they did have what they they did have a bad game against, or you know the Cardinals. They did lose against the Cardinals, and there was another the Detroit. They had they could have lost, but. Matthew Stafford has been good. Cooper Cup has been really good. Cooper Cup is actually like if you put the like numbers next to me, Cooper Cup has actually been like a top five receiver in this league this or this year, which is which is I'm not saying that's crazy, but I wouldn't ex when we talk about the best receivers in the league, Cooper Cup does not come to mind. But he has been this year. Like that's I'm not taking that away from him. So shouts out to Cooper Cup. And I have the Rams at four. And number three, I have Tampa Bay. I have Tampa Bay at number three is because they're dealing with a lot of injuries, especially on the defensive side of the ball, on the corner, and with, especially with the corners. Uh, but you have you have Tom Brady. He they're also dealing with Antonio Brown, who's injured too. So we have to monitor that. But Tom Brady's having probably one of the best statistics. In fact, he's having his best season as far as touchdown touchdowns go. He just threw a six hundred touchdown last week. I just think that I think the thing the problem with the problem the biggest indictment and problem with this team is the cornerback position because they're so thin you know most of the cornerbacks are hurt uh, a lot of teams are are are, are threat, beating them in the air now they're not winning because you're going up against Aaron. I mean, you're going up against Tom Brady in that incredible offense, whether it's uh, Mike Evans catching a bunch of Chris Godwin has had a quiet season and he is one of their better receivers. Uh, Gronk has been out and it looks like he's come back to practice. So OJ Howard and, and Cameron Brait has been good. So Leonard Fournette has been good. So, you know, it's Tampa Bay. 
reigning reigning Super Bowl champions. Um, you know, it's Tampa Bay. I have them at three. Number two, I have Buffalo. I have Buffalo at number two. I think that their offense, their defense is, has, has starting to catch up with their offense, and that's been their biggest problem. With when you have an offense led by Josh Allen and and Stephon Diggs, it's their defense has has been their problem for for well probably the last two three years, and now you're starting to see them catch up. You saw the the the, the demolition job they did. Uh, since week one <laughs> and now they did lose to the Tennessee Titans uh I think last week or two weeks ago um which I'm not gonna say it was huge it was a good game uh but I think it was a what a, a, yeah if, if if Josh Allen didn't slip at like the one yard line they would have won but um the Bills have been good I'm not going to I, I need to see a little bit more decline before I change my opinion about the bills uh and and i think that right now they're i mean right now it's kind of a competition between them and the ravens as the best team in the afc oh and the cincinnati Bengals. i'm not going to disrespect the cincinnati Bengals. the Bengals, the ravens and the bills right now for the best teams in the afc so i have the bills at number two and number one even though they lost on thursday night number one i have arizona cardinals they're eight and one. I mean, no, seven and one. Uh, again, if it wasn't for AJ Green not turning around, if it wasn't for you know, uh, if it wasn't for JJ Watt not being there, I think that now again, I know your record's your record, but I think that the Car- the the Cardinals have been incredible this entire year, um, and they had every chance to win on Thursday. They just they just didn't. They beat big teams. They who they, they beat the Rams. They beat the teams that you would expect them. Oh, they, they, this is the this is the week they're going to struggle, and, and they've been good. Kyler Murray still is leading. I don't think that Thursday night that Thursday night game dethroned him off of being the the lead or the 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 front runner for MVP. I do want to see what happens. You know, I do want to see what happens this or on Sunday. So I'm really looking carefully at some of these games. Uh, and especially next week, because I want to see, you know, right now to me, it's 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 a three man race. It's a three man race, in my opinion, between Kyler Murray, Josh Allen and uh, Lamar Jackson. Well, I don't think you're going to see a lot like a lot of surprising stuff from the Bills going against the Dolphins. I do want to see, you know, moving forward week nine. Let me see week nine. I want to see the Ravens, how the Ravens look against against the Vikings. So, um, yeah, though that's I, I I still have. I mean, Kirk has been good. Rondell Moore has been good. Uh, Chase Edmonds has been good. Jam- uh, uh, James Conner has been good. Zach Ertz has been good, even though he's been there for two games. You still have De- DeAndre Hopkins. I do want to see what happens with that hamstring injury. I think, you know, that he definitely needs to nurse that and see how that goes, but. Everyone's pretty much been good for this team. Kurt, their defense has been really good, even without J.J. Watt now. Uh, Isaiah, I mean, Simmons has been good. Man, Chandler Jones was flying all over the place on th- on, on Thursday night. So, right, so, so, so. My top ten is the Arizona Cardinals, Buffalo Bills, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Los Angeles Rams, uh, Green Bay Packers, Baltimore Ravens, Dallas Cowboys, Cincinnati Bengals, Tennessee Titans, and Cleveland Browns. 
what's your 10 or or who do you have a problem with in my top 10 let me know in the comments we'll we'll, t- we'll talk about it we'll discuss it but that's my top 10 let me hear your top 10 let me hear your top five who do you think is the best team in the league who do you think will be the best team in the league at the end of the season you know let's let's talk about it but moving forward let me let me give my week eight predictions so you have Cincinnati at the Jets. I don't really I don't think we need that much handling. I I underestimated Cincinnati Bengals before when they went up against the Lions. I said this was gonna be the Lions. That was gonna be Lions first win against Cincy. Cincy destroyed them. I don't even though they're playing in New York, I don't see anything different. Cincinnati to me is gonna destroy, especially I don't even know if Zach Wilson's gonna be playing. So I have Cincinnati destroying the Jets. Titans at Colts. This is a big game. This is a big game because the Colts are kind of rolling right now. Uh, and Tennessee Titans, they're coming off a big win against the Chiefs. Um, mm. And Colts are at home. But they're playing a dome, so the weather. But they're still at home. I'm going to go with the Colts. I'm going to go with the Colts because of the home court advantage. Both teams, I think, are rolling right now. I think, of course, anytime you play against the the Tennessee Titans, the goal is to slow down or minimize Derrick Henry. You're not going to stop him. So to slow him down, minimize him, let's make sure he doesn't have the biggest game of his life, which which could happen. Uh, I have the Colts winning that. And I think Carson Wentz has played good enough not to lose them games. Um and this defense is still good with DeForest Buckner and and Darius Leonard. I I just I'm gonna go with the the Colts beating the Titans. Uh, Rams at Texans. It's the Rams and the Texans. Well, I can't say that though because the Rams struggled against the Lions last year last week. Now I understand it was you know Matthew Stafford playing his own team. Uh, I understand the 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 emotional high that you, or the emotional rest that you get, but. No, the Titans are probably going to get destroyed. So I have the Rams winning that. Huge, 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 huge. Probably the biggest game of the week uh, this week is Steelers at Browns. This is huge for a lot of reasons. You know, what you know the stories that are going to come out um, if Case Keenum and the Browns beat the Steelers. Uh, this is also has been, I mean, even though they're four and three and the Seals are three and three, this has big implications towards the bottom of the uh, AFC West. Um, no, I'm sorry, AFC North. Uh, I have the Steelers. I have the Steelers. I just think that defense, you know, TJ Watts, TJ Watts going to be incredible. I just, it really depends on Big Ben. That's that's how most of these Steelers games are. These if 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 they had a better quarterback, man, and a quarterback that could consistently throw the ball downfield, this team would not be three and three, especially with how good the defense is. So but I think that not having Baker Mayfield and and having Case Keenum I don't to honestly, this is a pick'em game. This is a pick'em game for me, and I'm I'm just gonna go with the Steelers because they have their their defense is better than I don't know though. I don't know. <laughs> it's tough. Again, it's a pick'em game because I can see, I can very well see the Steelers losing this game. Like, and, and the Browns still have a really good defense with Miles Garrett. Uh, I can, I can see it. I can see it. So, but I'm gonna go with the Steelers. I'm gonna go with the Steelers. But I would not be surprised if I'm wrong. Eagles at Lions. 
Lions are winning this game. The Lions are not going to go 0 and 7. The Lions are going to win this game. The Eagles, they just they 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 just lay a lot of eggs. Even though they're 2 and 5, they lay a lot of eggs. The Lions are going to win this game. This is the game where Jared Goff rises up and wins this game. Boom. Mm. I have no faith in that. <laughs> I have no faith in that pick, bro. Oh, Jesus. But then it's unfortunate. It's not. It's crazy that even if I were to pick the Eagles, I have no faith in that pick either. I would only be picking the Eagles because Jalen Hurts and because they have two wins compared to the Lions zero. I think, as as crazy as it sounds, I think the Lions are better coach with Dan Campbell over Nick Sirianni. The Lions are winning this game. The Lions are winning this game. Uh, 49ers at Bears I don't I don't know That's another pick em game But it's not for like The best reasons It's, it's kind of like The Eagles man But not in, not in the same level The 49ers They have Underachieved Drastically this year In my opinion Going into the, You saw how much I was gushing over this team As far as Their roster I think they had The best roster In the league It's just They haven't played like it Like It's It's been It's been pretty bad Um and I think it does start with, you know, the 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 health to either Jimmy Garoppolo or um, Trey Lance. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo had probably one of his, if not the worst game he's had in his career on Sun. Was it Sunday? Yeah, when, in the rain or Monday or whatever. It was it was horrible against the <laughs> against the Colts. It was it was bad. I think it was Monday Night Football actually. And I don't. But but. On the flip side, Justin Fields has been horrible, like horrible. So I'm going to go with the 49ers just because of how bad Justin Fields looked last week. While Justin Fields and Jimmy Garoppolo looked horrible last week, Justin Fields looked a lot worse. And I know that's tough to say, but that's that's what it is. So I have I have uh, the 49ers win this game because I don't know. <laughs> Atlanta at the Panthers. This this game is actually a lot closer than I would imagine. Now, for people, people have been coming at my neck ever since I said I was wrong about Matt Ryan and I kind of was killing Matt Ryan. Like, look at his record. This is another week in a row that he's great. Like, this is not, you're wrong. You're not even watching the games. Bro, give me a second because I'm going to I'm going to dispel something. For people that are saying that Matt Ryan has has just been just been a godsend, right? For people that are saying Matt Ryan has just been a godsend, let me tell you, let me show you, let, let me let me explain to you the last few teams that Matt Ryan has played against. For so for, for the people that are saying I was drastically wrong about Matt Ryan. In this in in the three games that they've won, right? The three games, the three games that the that the 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 Falcons have won. For people that's coming to me saying that I was wrong about Matt Ryan, they beat the Giants. They beat the Jets by only seven, by the way, and they beat the Dolphins without. They're two best corners. 
Let me tell you who they lost to. They lost to the Eagles, 6-32. They lost to Tampa Bay, 48-25, after Matt Ryan threw two straight pick sixes. I'm not going to say two straight, but he threw two pick sixes to the same person. And they lost to the Washington football team, a team that hasn't been able to get it right. At home. So for the people telling me, oh, I'll, I'll, you know, I miss, you know, I was wrong about Matt Ryan. No, I wasn't. Matt Ryan has been garbage this year. Yeah, he's good. He's putting a lot of passing points or he's, he's putting up a lot of yards passing. But look who is against. I will say Kyle Pitts has, has, has been good. I'm, I will give it to him. Kyle Pitts has been good when they give him the ball. Calvin Ridley, he's been in a funk all year, but looks like the last what week game or two, he's he's kind of bounced back. But I, to, I think this this is a lot. This game is a lot bigger for the Panthers than it is for the Falcons. I think that Sam Darnold, a lot of people, you know, people are starting to 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 have a lot of quite well. Sam Darnold starting to look like the Sam Darnold of old. And you've lost four straight. You want to get back on the on the winning circle, and you're going up against a team whose defense is still not good at all. So I think this could be the year, or this could be the game uh, that Sam Darnold bounces back. So I have the Panthers winning this game away. Uh, I, I I just think the game is is too big for Sam Darnold, and I think the defense, the the Panthers defense is still good. It's just they they haven't been able to match. Uh, the the productivity or the offense has not been able to match the productivity of the defense. Um, so and I think Robert Robert Anderson hasn't even been playing well. Uh, I don't know if it's because of the shortcomings of Sam Darnold or what, but uh, yeah. Um, the Bills at or the Dolphins at Bills. Bills. I mean, again, the Dolphins. No, nah. didn't they lose? Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> the Dolphins, you're blowing, to me, you're going up against the best team in the AFC right now, or one of the best teams in the AFC. No. Uh, I have the Bills winning that. Uh, Patriots at Chargers. I have the Chargers. I just think Justin Herbert is going to outshine the, the, the Patriots defense. And as we know, the Patriots win games by running the ball. If the Chargers can stop the run, and the Chargers are, are, are a really good team, I think they'll be able to and, and limit Mac Jones, which isn't really that hard to do. I have the Chargers winning that. Uh, Seahawks at Jags. The only reason why I have the Seahawks winning that is because the Jags are horrible. Um, but I, th- I actually think that's going to be a shootout because the, the Seahawks defense is horrible. We know what Geno Smith is. So I have I have the, the Seahawks winning that game. And the Seahawks are at home. That's the only reason. This all right. So the Washington football team and Broncos. This game is huge for Washington. If you can't beat the Broncos, and that's no offense to the Broncos, but well, actually that is offense to the Broncos. The Broncos are are losers of four straight. Teddy Bridgewater isn't isn't hasn't played well in these four games. The defense hasn't played well. You know, Von Miller I think is hurt. If you can't win this, then. It don't matter. It don't. It don't matter, bro. So I think I'm gonna go with Washington because to me, you have to win this game. This game, you have to win this game. Everything is supposed to be in your favor. 
again, you're coming now, even though you have lost a few straight as well, you're coming against a team. You're going up against a team that's not explosive, so you don't really have to worry about the deep ball. You're not a team that isn't the best in, 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 at running the ball, so you don't have to worry about that. They're, they're really calling Carter's defense. So you you got I understand it's at mile high, but you got to win that game. So I have the Washington winning against the Broncos. Buccaneers at Saints. I think that's going to be a good game, but I don't – it's Tom Brady. It's the Bucs. Um, against Jameis Winston, I, I just I, I just got the Bucks. Cowboys at Vikings. This is Monday night f- or Sunday night football. I have the Cowboys. I don't think the Vikings defense will be able to stop the the high powered offense that the uh, Cowboys have. Um, uh, and and I don't think that Kurt Cousins can kind of go score for score with Dak Prescott. So I have the Cowboys and the Chiefs, <laughs> the Giants at Chiefs Monday night football. If the Chiefs don't win this game, then then you can just kiss their playoffs goodbye. Like, if you can't beat a, a a Giants team that has injuries across the board, and you don't even we don't even know if um if uh Saquon Barkley's playing. If you can't beat that win that game, then I don't I don't know what to say. I I I don't know that you can you can just you can just cool it on them making it to the playoffs so it's already it's already kind of kind of iffy if they're going to make it right now but if you lose to the giants yeah nah 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 nah. and this is one of those gimme this is the game where you're supposed to throttle them especially after you know the struggles that you've been dealing with this is the game where you're supposed to you're you're supposed to like get the train back on the tracks and if you hey hey if you don't then hey but those are my predictions um let me know. Let me know your whoever your favorite team is. Let me know who you think is gonna win, uh, and we'll, we'll you know we'll talk about it. And before we go, so it's early in the NBA season. Uh, you can't really take a lot out of you know the first two weeks. I mean, I think we've played mostly five, six games. Um, but one thing that is kind of apparent. So we know that there's rule changes. Uh, the rule changes with the whole "quote unquote" flopping or, or trying to draw contact for the offensive player that's changed. You've seen it affect players like um, uh, Patrick Patrick Beverly. You know, usually uh, an offensive player, the point guard will stop and let someone run into him. That's a foul. They're not calling that anymore. Some of the top players that we're used to being offensively have struggled. Uh, Damian Lillard has struggled this year. Uh, James Harden has struggled this year. Um, what's his name? Devin Booker has struggled this year. There's there, there have been players that were used to being you know being at the top level is struggling, and I do think that a lot of it is because of the rule change. I'm not saying that that they own they're only good because of the rule change. I think that the rule change. Let's just speak on James Harden. Let's just speak for James Harden. Now, James Harden did say that this offseason he wasn't really able to train. One, because of the short, you know, the the short offseason. Two, was because of the hamstring injury. So he was mostly rehabbing, which I understand. I, I kind of believe, you know, people don't understand rehab. I mean, hamstrings is not something to play with. <laughs> like, once you're, like, if you pop your hamstring, that can be months. Um, so I understand that, but I also do think that James Harden gets a lot of his points 
by, you know, drawing fouls, going to the foul line. While I don't think that that's the only reason why, there's no reason why you can get 60 point triple doubles <laughs> only because you're getting to the, getting to the foul line. That's just, so let, let's dispel the fact that he's only good drawing fouls. I do think that is a big part of his game and, Players like James, players like Damian Lillard are learning or have to now change their mindset and change the way that they attack the game because it's different. It's being called differently. I mean, you've seen multiple times where James Harden has tried to draw contact and now they're not calling it when they used to. Would call. I mean, I think they said James Harden has like 15 free throws, 15 free throws in like five games, which is I mean, we're used to James Harden taking five to six free throws a game. So they only have 15 in five games is, is crazy. Or I'm not going to say it's crazy, but it's, it shows you that they're not calling that anymore. So I think that players like James Harden, players like Damian Lillard, that's used to thriving off getting contact. Of course, James Harden more than Dame. You're starting to, you know, they have to adapt. And I think that, you're, you know, you're seeing struggles now, especially with James Harden and Kyrie not being there. So there's a lot more that's on his plate and, and Kevin Durant's plate. I just think that, you know, it's, it's going to take a minute now. Let's wait to see what they look like towards the end of this or towards the middle of the season or the end of the season. Then we'll then we can assess, OK, has this rule change been a huge negative factor on James Harden or or players like Damian Lillard, uh, players like um, Devin Booker or which I expect, are they going to change are they going to adapt are they going to improve because James Harden there's no reason why James I mean James Harden and Damian Lillard made on the NBA 75 team while I may have my 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 uh, opinion about Damian Lillard being on the list he made the list meaning there are people that think that he is a top top 75 player ever meaning he's gonna I don't expect him not to get it right you know what I'm saying so I just think it's an early in the season. Again, it's 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 not even it's not even ten games yet. So, but I do I I will be it w- I will be naive. I'm not going to be naive and say that they're not struggling because they definitely are struggling. And I just think it's you know see what happens moving forward. So, well you know we'll see how it is. But there you have it. That has been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I appreciate you guys. If you want Unpopular Podcast shirt, hoodie, long sleeves, sweaters, joggers, the link is in the description below. It's starting to get cold, man. It's starting to get cold, and the wind is slapping people. Uh, so go get your hoodies, sweaters, long sleeve. Go get them today. I have multiple different colors, multiple different designs. Whatever you want, I got. Hey, go get your merch today. Also, Please subscribe, like, comment, share the YouTube channel. The, the you know I, I'm trying to to get a thousand subscribers. I, I'm trying to get you get you know I want you to get the full experience of the Unpopular Podcast, whether that's clips, uh, the the visuals to every episode. So come to the YouTube channel, subscribe, like, comment. If you comment, in, if you leave a comment in the video, I'm I respond. So hey man, do that. Also. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys. And until next time, much love. Yeah. Gang. Hang on, we ain't in the here. Switches and Drake. Yeah.
Man, that shit I said about dude ain't right that They ain't like that Man, them seven six twos all to his face and he can't fight that Niggas talking about who they killed in here Where my pipe at? Ain't gon' lie, I don't need no cash It take two perks to get your life snatch I'm a gangster You can't name a from the other side Ain't died yet I ain't taking threats The man that killed your man ain't died yet For them take your shit, I cannot argue with them Bad back Since you woofing like you killing Grab your gun and slide back Been in my I just got back Jet from Dubai to Mrs. 10 Lil' A Cray Cray call them Beyblade pull a string and watch them spin Ain't no coming back from shit I'm not the type to make a mean Penthouse Suite or TSA The only place I'm checking in Didn't get you yet But got your men I heard they pulled a triple spin Let's celebrate and crack a 8 I'm on that walk with trip again I'm still stuck on what you said What the fuck you mean you scared Since they can't keep me off they mind I'm trying to put one in their head First it was I beef Now you talking about it's my beef They playing both sides Lil' bro keep them folks around me ATL been hitting the block like every day trying to sweep something. OTL stand on their business. I let Zoo put on my butt. You can't name a from the other side. Ain't died yet. I ain't taking threats. The man that killed your man ain't died yet. Phone them, take your shit. I cannot argue with them. Bad back. Since you woofing like you killing, grab your gun and slide Daddy back. Daddy gave me 750. I ain't get fresh. I went about straps. How much cash they got for G? Tell them we gon' triple that. Finesse the grower. Told him I ain't like it. He said send it back. All my brother's case dismissed. We got a lawyer. Nigga, we don't rat. Boy, your life don't Cost a vet, all that woofing on the net. Tell your big brother he next, trapping fitting all out of cat. My big bro had told me chillin' rap. I'm like, fuck all that. Niggas wrote that smoke until they lungs collapse. I turn my hood at rack. Hurry now, we got got switches on it with a drum attached. Ask the last nigga, try to turn to a jet. Ain't no out running that. Rep like they kill red. What I do, flew to the crib and spin again and spin again and spin again to some dead. Some dead. Some dead.